summary of the Sikha. The Pasuk uh, tells about the exchange between Yehuda and Tamar, that uh, she asked him for a collateral that he would pay the bill after. So Yehuda said, what, uh, what is the collateral that you would like me to give you? So Tamar said, so Rashi explains he quotes the words and he says it means like the Targum says and then he explains what it means is the ring that, is on, that you sign with a signet ring and your cloak that you cover yourself with it so she asked for three things. She asked for his signet ring, his cloak that he covers himself with, and the staff that is, that is in his hand, the staff that he walks with. So you have to understand about this Rashi. Why does Rashi say that chesomcha, which means a seal, it doesn't mean a ring? Why does Rashi interpret it as meaning a ring, as the Targum says? The same also could be asked about the interpretation of the word psilecha, which Rashi says is a cloak. Normally the word psilecha means threads. And although in, uh, in slang English your threads mean your clothing, but in Hebrew it doesn't mean that threads are threads and clothing are clothing. And even if you want to say that uh, it means a, a garment of some sort, so psilecha would be lend itself more to a belt, like a rope or a belt. So why didn't Rashi say, in fact, that Rashbam says that it means his belt? And then another thing, Rashi adds the ring that you that you're, you seal with. Why doesn't it say a signet ring? You know, just say it simply. And the same with the garment, the garment, the cloak with which you cover yourself. A garment is a garment. Why does Rashi have to say the one that you cover yourself with? And another simple question could be asked: If it means your signet ring and your, your ring and your garment, why does the Torah say words like why doesn't it say which means the, the simple words your ring and your cloak and your garment, so why does he use and to indicate a ring and, uh, and garments so the explanation how does Rashi know that the doesn't mean a simple uh, seal rather than a ring which contains a seal is because what did Yehuda go there for? He went to that place in order, as the Pasuk says, Logos to share his sheep. What does he need a, a, a seal to share his sheep? If he was going for a business meeting or to organize uh, financial paperwork and so on, then you need a seal well, to share sheep you don't need a seal. So why would you schlep it along with you? So, but a ring which has a signet in it, which has a seal in it, that's something that people wear all the time. So whatever he's going for, wherever he goes, he wears that. So that's why from the story, the context of the story, it makes more sense that it was a ring which had a signet in it. Which explains why Tamar asked for this. She was asking for something that would be, first of all, significant to Yehuda not something that he could just take it or leave it and you know, never mind, I'll just let her keep it and I'm not going to bring money and second of all, it would be something that was personal to Yehuda 
because in the, eventually what she really meant to do with it was that she should have the evidence that, that her relationship with Yehuda was, was with Yehuda. That's why she kept it. As she said in the end, Hakirna recognized who do these belong to. So that's only something which is personal to someone that you could say that. That's why it was not just an ordinary ring. It had to be a ring which had significance to Yehuda, his seal, and that it was personal to him that you can tell, oh, this belongs to Yehuda. And that's why Rashi says, It's the, the uh, ring that which you seal with. In other words, that it's recognizable as your ring. That was, that was important to her. And that's why the Torah calls it and doesn't say your ring, because the ring was not the issue. The, the issue was that it was a signet ring, that it was personal to Yehuda. It was that the ring had a seal on it. And for this reason also, Rashi doesn't say that the uh, that psilcha means a belt, because a belt is also a very uh, unidentifiable thing, it's just a belt, nobody, nobody has a personalized belt, I don't know if nobody, but people don't generally have personalized belts, but a cloak, something, it's not just an ordinary cloak, this is a cloak, that you cover yourself with, which means you are identified by this cloak. This was not just his cloak that everybody wears, his shirt and someone that's unidentifiable. This was a specific cloak that was personal to Yehuda because of his importance in his position, the leader of the Shvatim. So he had, like many people have, cloaks by which they are known, like it says in the Pasuk, that Esav had his garments that hachamudim that were very special and dear to him that he was recognized by everybody knew that these were Esau's clothing so also Yehuda had a cloak which was personal to him which answers the question that the Ramban asks he asks the question what is Tamar thinking she asks Yehuda to give him his clothes give her his clothes What's he supposed to, how is he supposed to go home now he's supposed to walk around without clothes from now on so the answer is, he wasn't asking for his, she wasn't asking for his clothes. She was asking for a specific garment by which he was known, and that's why she would know that he would be recognized by this, and he would come and get it back, and he wouldn't just leave it with her. The same as the Torah says, Umatcha asher biyadecha, the staff which is in your hand, which means Yehuda, the, the mighty Yehuda, had a staff that was something that was worthy of him. They knew that this is no ordinary walking stick. This is the staff that Yehuda carries. That's why the Torah says, Asher biyadecha. And Rashi echoes that by saying, the garment that you cover yourself with and the seal which you sign with, it's all personal to you. As to the question, what is the connection between seal and a garment, which we don't find in the Torah that a, a garment is called by the name seal. It usually means a thread or a a rope at best is because Rashi already explained earlier by when the, by Naftali when he was given his name, his mother said Naftuli Niftalti I have become attached by this I will become attached to my husband. So so we see that the word psil means something that is close to you, right upon you, part uh, like attached to you, which is clothing, which are the closest thing to a person outside of his own body, of your own body. 
and it also figuratively means that this was a garment that was close to Yehuda, that it was something that was personal to him, and that's why it was, that's why she wanted specifically that. The Rebbe then explains the Kabbalistic Hasid, the idea in Chassidus of a signet ring, a ring that is, has a seal in it as the two come together. As we find in, the, in this passage that it wasn't a ring and it wasn't a seal. It was a ring which contains a seal. They come together. They're one unit. What does that represent? And if we understand that, we will also understand why Tamar chose these three things to ask from Yehuda. On the passage that says, And Hashem finished on the seventh day the work that He had done, meaning the creation of the world. So the, the Medrash says, they, they gave a marshal, a king that made himself a, ri- a ring. What was it lacking? It was lacking only the seal on the ring. So also, so if he made a seal, so also, what was, if Hashem created the world, what was it missing? It was missing Shabbos. In other words, that the world without Shabbos is like a ring without the seal. What is the meaning of this? Tabas, a, a, a ring, is from the word teva, nature. There is the world as it runs according to the uh, program of nature, in which you don't see the owner of the world, because when you look at things at the natural world, it doesn't say, Hashem created me. It could even say the opposite, that I, I run on my own. Comes along Shabbos and declares that the world was created by Hashem. This is a world that belongs to Hashem. In other words, that is the seal that makes it personal to its owner. We also find it in the names. Elokim represents Hateva, and Havaya Yudkevavke represents that which transcends nature, because it's Elokim is the numerical value of nature, and Yudkevavke represents the words Hoya Hoya which means past, present, and future as they are contained all together, a transcendent of time and space that is transcendent of nature. So Elokim represents the ring and uh, Havaya represents or uh, Ness, the miraculous, the beyond the nature represents the seal. And that happens to be reflected in Spheris as well. Uh, a ring rep- is represented by the sphere, represents the sphere of Malchus and the signet, the seal represents the level, this mid, the uh, level of Yisoyed. So just like we just we said that over here we're talking about a combination of bringing together of the ring and the seal. So also in creation, the the six days of creation cannot be seen as separate from Shabbos, and Shabbos is not separate from the six days of creation, as if they're two different worlds. They have to come together and make up one entity. That the six days of creation have to be infused with Shabbos. That in the six days you also recognize. The, uh, the master of the world, the owner of the world, the creator of the world. And that Shabbos elevates the other six days as well. The same is true in Avedis Hashem. When you serve Hashem, there are two ways. There is one which works within Tam Vadas. You serve Hashem rationally and orderly way within the context of creation. And then you call forth a level of godliness which is within creation. Then there is Mesiris Nefesh, which, which transcends the Tam Vadas, rational reason, and that brings forth a level of godliness which is, transcends creation, miraculous.
But it's not enough to have one or the other. The two have to complement each other. You need to, even in your ordinary, regular, daily Avedis Hashem, has to be infused with that ability to, to be ready for Mesiris Nefesh, to be able to work outside your limitations. The two have to be able to work together. And that explains also the fact that the, that the seal, that the ring is Malchus, and the seal is Yisoyed, as we said, explains why Tamar chose these specific things. It says in Svarim that Tamar represents Malchus, and the three things that she asked for represent Yisoyed, which is the seal, Metzach, which is the cloak, and Hoid, which is the staff. In other words, that Tamar was trying to bring down to herself, to the level of Malchus, to her world, from the three spheres above her, Netzach, Hoyd, Yisoyed, she was trying to bring them down into her level. In other words, to build up Malchus, to raise up Malchus, to create a higher um, reality for Malchus, what's called Binyan HaMalchus. And that's why through this union of, uh, of Yehuda and Tamar, who was born? Peretz. Peretz was... The, from whom David HaMelech came David HaMelech is of course from whom Mashiach comes so in other words they already began the work of bringing about what ultimately would become the Binyan HaMalchus the true Binyan HaMalchus that will happen in the time of Mashiach that, Dovidam, that uh, Binyan HaMalchus will be perfected and it all started with uh, Yehuda and Tamar by her bringing down Zoh into Malchus and therefore starting the Binyan Malchus, starting that reality which would eventually become Mashiach. This explains also what, our, what the Teisvah says that the, uh, the ring that Tamar asked from Yehuda, that is how he created Kedushin. That's how he was Makadashir, as we know, that Kedushin happens with a ring. In fact, that's why we use specifically a ring, although you can use anything to do Kedushin, we use specifically a ring to commemorate that event. That's where it started. The Torah talks about Kedushin with a ring. Why is it that Kedushin has to be with a ring, or should be with a ring? Why is it that Tamar and Yehuda, that's where the Torah teaches us that it should be with a ring in the context of Tamar and Yehuda? It's well known that where is there an expression of the infinite dimension of Hashem that we can find in this physical world? That is in marriage. Marriage leads to children. Marriage is an eternal bond. Children are eternal. That, is the, that brings out the power of the creator of Briya Yeshma'ayin. Uh, All of these things point to Hashem, the infinite aspect of Hashem, as it's realized within the physical creation exactly what we're saying is the idea of the ring as brought together with the seal and the idea of what Tamar and Yehuda what Tamar was trying to accomplish to bring together those two worlds and that's why marriage is done with a ring and it's in the story of Tamar and Yehuda that we are told about this because they were the ones that started this, um, this idea of bringing together the two aspects of the world in the idea of marriage, which would eventually lead to Mashiach.